Welcome to Front Range Facts. This is Anthony Meisner. And this is Jim Marion. We're here to give you your update for July on our national update. Yeah, we wanted to uh, just give you a little quick state of the state now that we're halfway through the year. Uh, so some of the good news, reality check, and then the outlook for the rest of the year. And uh, it looks like housing is starting to normalize. Uh, the uh, unicorn years that we've had uh, post-COVID starting to you know, really settle down and seasonality is starting to be a factor again. So we're starting to see prices rebound because of the fact that we're in that you know, really uh, juicy summer market for you know, home prices. And uh, you know, the other thing that's really sustaining home prices is the fact that home buyers have very few options when it comes to you know, the inventory out there. And the rates still are you know, kind of being an anchor a little bit on that you know, upward growth with things. So listing, new listings are still declining when you're sitting on a 3% interest rate. It's kind of tough to swallow a almost 7% interest rate for new purchase right now. Um, and affordability, of course, because you do have such more higher payments uh, is continuing to be a challenge for, for the buyers in the market. And then we got the new construction is, is actually starting to grow. The builders have got more confidence. They're starting to do more developments again. Uh, and they're offering you know, more options for buyers and sellers. So you know we're in the summer market. It's going to be moderate interest, but we're, we're moving forward. Okay, so check this out. With the average credit score of Americans going up so substantially over the last couple of years, we're basically 20 points up from you know, a decade oh, yeah. ago. No, it's uh, and amazing. really, through the pandemic years, it looks like it shot up basically 10 points, which is really, I mean, on a national level, that's a lot, right? Yeah. So this is pretty cool. This is the average credit score for US. So let's take a look at the average credit score for a home buyer right now. This is amazing to me. And I'm not 100% sure why this is happening, but six, what did we say earlier? 760 is actually the peak discount yeah, yeah, you get well, on yeah. the credit score. Once you're at 760, there's you could be at 840 and not get any better interest rate, essentially. Yeah, so you're getting the best interest rates. And the only people, I guess more than half the people buying, the median buyer has a credit score at 765, yeah. which is remarkable. So the health of the credit industry is very, very strong. So and, over 50% yeah. of the buyers out there have literally the best rate you can get, which is mind blowing. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I, I think we were like, you know, seven, six in the six fifties or something back in 2008, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> we've come a long way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is basically tracking the last nine months, roughly of activity from an interest rate perspective. So where are we today compared to where it's been? It still sucks. You know, the interest rates still suck. Let's not try to, you know. Uh, There's no sugar coating yes, it. Yes. It really hasn't changed. Yeah. So, you know, here we can see, you know, this up and down, you know, we're not at the worst point anymore, uh, but. You know, it still is going to be a very expensive, you know, from an interest rate perspective uh, to, you know, get into one of those mortgages compared to how it was, you know, related to the last few years. But, you know, from a historical perspective, it's really, you know, not that much different than where we have been over the last 30, 40 years. Okay. So existing home sales steady. What does that really mean? It means that they stopped declining, right? So we are basically averaging 5.3 million a year for the last 2014 through 2019. Those pandemic years where we saw just a huge increase, you know, mm. we had way higher home sales than that, sometimes in the six, seven million range. And then here we are, a million homes less than yeah. the last decade. Yeah. Where, you know, it, it will not surprise me to be in the 4.3 to 4.5 million in sales uh, for this year. Certainly, once you get above five, you know, that's where you start to see more, you know, normal kind of market activity. And until we get to that point, uh, you know, we have to be basically below 6% interest rates, I think, to, to make that happen. Yeah. And I really don't think this is going to go anywhere unless interest rates improve, right? Mm -hmm. So we could be in this situation for 
months or years, right? We just don't really know at yeah. this point. I mean, you know, the prognosticators are, you know, when you look at all the you know, chief economists, they're, you know, they're saying that we're going to be, you know, dropping about a point or so over the next 12 months. So that's, you know, something good to look forward to. Uh, certainly in the next two years, we should expect, you know, below that six level to be more Absolutely. of the normal, uh, below the five, you know, into the fives perhaps. But right now it's still, you know, drag on uh, future sales. All right. So existing home sales distribution, this is nationally. And Jim and I were laughing a little bit ago about this because we really don't have a whole lot of home sales in Colorado under 500,000, right? Yeah, but we, the bulk of the home sales nationwide is between 250 and 500,000. So 45% of all homes. Yeah. It, it, like what was kind of the funny thing about it is recently, uh, you know, uh, we've stopped reporting essentially <laughs> here in our front range community. The real estate uh, you know, industry has basically stopped reporting on sales below 500,000 because it's so rare. And, uh, At least for detached, right? Attached, yeah, for, there's exactly. definitely still yes. some stuff there. Yeah. So, so for detached homes, you know, the fact of the matter is, is, you know, that, uh, you know, stuff to the right of the uh, orange bar right there is basically 30%. Uh, roughly. So 30% of the market nationwide is 100% roughly of the single family market <laughs> in Colorado front range. So uh, quite a bit of difference. So yes, we're still expensive here. Um, and this is from NAR, chief economist. Uh, you know, he had just an interesting point to make about available inventory, uh, obviously strongly impacts home sales. So existing home sales activity is down sizably because the current supply is roughly half the level it was in 2019. So it's a double-edged sword, right? We're keeping our prices, our home prices maintained because nobody has any interest in selling in this market, but we're also greatly repressing the amount of homes that are being bought because there's less available to buy. Absolutely. All right, so take a look at this one. Months supply of inventory of homes for sale. We're only at three months of inventory, which is a seller's market, right? Mm -hmm. And what drives prices up in the United States is not enough homes on the market, so we're not in balance, right? So. 2011 through 2019, we averaged five months. That was more of a balanced market. Things felt okay. And then we got into the pandemic where they just, I mean, it fell off a cliff, right? Yeah. There was no inventory. Everyone was changing homes. Interest rates were so low. It was super favorable to do that. We have years to dig ourselves out of this hole at the rate we're going. Yeah. I mean, you know, clearly it's, uh, you know, it's just interesting to look at how far off that average uh, we've dropped, but uh, we're starting to, you know, eek up a little bit. With it and, you know, having more of a balanced market is in everybody's best interest over time. Uh, but, you know, it is kind of interesting to see how low we did drop in January of 2022. You know, that's like basically the rock bottom uh, and hopefully we'll always have a little bit more choice than that. And so there are also 7.1% uh, more homes for sale in June compared to the same time in 2022. Uh, you know, it means that there's basically 41,000 more homes available to buy on a typical day in June compared to a year ago. However, the inventory growth rate for homes actively for sale continued to slow for the fourth month in a row. So basically, we have more inventory because homes are taking longer to sell, but nobody's really putting new homes on the market. We're in four months now of decline in you know year-over-year -year activity for new additions to that market. So it's uh, it's a very slow, sluggish market in that regard. Yeah. All right. So new listings improve a little bit, right? I mean, that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. The sign is that at least there's some confidence back in the marketplace to where some of these sellers are coming back to market. But just look at how few active listings compared, to, compared like to where we more were. More healthy years, too. Yeah. Stuff, I mean, yeah. we just are so low in inventory and that's going to continually keep those housing prices up. So you really don't need to worry about declining housing prices, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're a buyer, you definitely want to get out there and purchase even in this higher interest rate environment because the second those interest rates improve, I think you're going to see a substantial drop off in, in listing again because you have so much pent up demand. Yeah. You know, 
the you know the best time to buy it really is now. You can always negotiate the rate later on, uh, but yeah, once the market sees the interest rates drop below six percent, you're going to see a lot of people trying to buy very few homes, and it's going to become just another inventory shortage. And so, you know, here's you know something to look at that's kind of interesting: is the number of homes for sale in June 2023, uh, you know, versus the pre-pandemic years. And so you can see that you know here in the West, we're up. 11% from you know, where we were last year. If you remember a couple of charts back, we had like rock bottom inventory though, in, you know, last year. So we're essentially, you know, it is about as low as we can go. We're still 61% down though, right now in the West from where pre-pandemic, let's call it more of a normal, healthy market. So our inventory is just, is just rotten right now as far as choices right. go. We just have a long ways to go. And I think that's the key here is inventory is low. It's not improving nearly fast enough. So we're going to be in a low inventory environment for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest takeaway from these charts. Yeah. In the final week of June, we noted, uh, and this is from Realtor.com, final week of June, we noted that inventory declined on a year over year basis for the first time since last April. And this slowdown was primarily driven by fewer potential home sellers opting to list their homes and the market uh, which slapped the period of higher inventory growth that started in May of last year. So it's those golden handcuffs again. You know, everybody's in these really low interest loans. They don't want to sell because they don't want to give up those great interest rates. So you're in this, you know, really, you know, just stalemate essentially of people not wanting to sell, but, you know, people wanting to buy and, and you know, be forced with higher payments when they do. So the active listings are greater than new listings for 13 months in a row. So, you know, we have the current inventories, the active inventory that's on the market. New listings is the new blood that comes in every week when someone puts their home on the market for the first time, right? And so the active listings that, you know, are there are greater than the new listings that are coming in. And we had the flip side of that happening back, you know, Anthony, if you want to move your head just out of the way a little bit, you can see January 2022. <laughs> good job. Good job. <laughs> uh, that's why he's paid the big bucks, folks. Oh, now we're all blurry. Shoot. Uh, so, you know, basically we've got, uh, you know, this inverse relationship from what we had before, uh, where, you know, there are more active listings, uh, you know, more than the new blood coming in. And in June, the number of homes that are newly, newly listed for sale declined by 25.7% compared to the same time last year. So new listings remained almost 28% below pre-pandemic levels in 2017, 18, and 19. And in fact, the pace of new home listings year to date is 16.4% lower than the first half of 2020 when, guys, that was the pandemic shutdown, right? I mean, like... I mean, that's really saying something. Yeah, yeah. It's just not real favorable to move. And I think that's the problem, right? People mm -hmm. have no incentive to leave their house right now, even if it isn't a good fit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's just very few options for buyers out there. So certainly, like, if you've got a, a unique home, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I think you're going to really attract some some people to see it. Uh, but people are being a lot more discerning with pulling the trigger on things. They're taking longer to do so. And, uh, you know, here's what I think is just kind of stunning. When you look at new listings below the previous years, here we are in June of 2023, 25.7% less. Blows my mind. Yeah, because crazy. our local markets are not nearly this extreme. Mm -hmm, I mean, this mm -hmm. is seriously extreme. Yeah. What are we, about 15% maybe in our local market? I think now, probably so. about 20%, okay. you know, if you were looking at the front range as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, every sub-market, of course, is different. But a lot of times, too, you know, back in the past, years like 2019, which really weren't, we looked like we were kind of headed into a recession at that point before mm -hmm. the pandemic. We had listing behavior starting to slow in our yeah, local yeah, markets yeah. then. You really didn't see it nationally at that point in time. So this is just kind of fascinating to see how drastically lower it is. I mean, this is really similar to the latter half of last year 
we're probably going to trend right in line with where we were in 2022, you know, starting in August, September. Yeah. Yeah. That red line kind of will join the, mm -hmm. the line for 2023. Yeah. Correct. So <laughs> this is, there, there's, there's like probably like two towns in the country <laughs> that uh, have more listings than they did. I, I don't know what they are, but you know, this is again from realtor.com. Uh, but you know, looking at the top 200 home markets, so literally it's four towns, four metro areas right. is basically, no, yeah, two, sorry. It is two. Two metro yeah, areas. Yeah. Yeah. So I was right. Uh, so, you know, two metro areas out of 200 uh, did have more listings. Congratulations, you anonymous two. <laughs> <laughs> this one is staggering. Okay. So here we are looking at new home sales versus existing home sales and that divergence in their price. So back in, you know, 2014, 2016, 2018. If we, you go back to Anthony and I's early, early podcast in 2018, we actually talked about this. We did talk about this, yes. but the, the divulgence between the two, new home sales were quite a bit more expensive than the existing home sales, mm -hmm. right? And then over the course of the last few years, that line got closer and closer together. And then the weirdest thing is you would expect as the the shift happens again, that you would expect them to spread apart, right? Like you would think that, you know, you'd start to get some, some gap between existing and new home sales. Yeah. And right now they are identical. And so, uh, you know, when we first covered this like five years ago in our podcast, uh, it was the typical spread of difference between a resale and a new was 15% in most years. In 2018, it was 30%. So some years it does slide around a bit, but in the last like five, eight years nationwide, it's been about a $60,000 difference between new and resale. And to, so to see this price parity at 416 for a new and 416 uh, for a median you know, resale home, uh, a lot of you know little weird factors are going on. And I think part of it too is builders are incented to kind of keep that you know flow going. And so they want to have consistent sales. So they're more willing to, Give you negotiation power, whereas the resale people are sitting on you know low interest rates. Maybe they're not as motivated to have to move things because they don't have stockholders to you know answer to. Yeah. Um, so prices are stabilizing. So basically, this is tracking on Realtor.com what the list price was every month. You know, for the last uh, you know few years, what did the list price look like? You know, how does that relate to the current you know market? And you can see obviously the slow steady march of increased prices over time right. and we're certainly in kind of what it looks like a recovery mode right now yeah. green you is know. this year green yeah. is good right? <laughs> green Basically. is always good <laughs> green is good <laughs> yeah and, and more of that green is good anthony you know again another thing this is case shiller fhafa yeah, and core logic yeah this is just yep. a I really like the same, on yeah same, uh, so once again it's validating that the recovery is is here right well and it also shows that you know if you bought in the last year, you're not underwater, right? Yeah. I mean, in all reality, unless you made a really bad decision, it, home prices have gone up much more in the last year than they've gone down, mm -hmm. even during that little saddle we had for about six months. Yeah. So this is all good news. And if we're trying to make a, uh, so this is from the managing director of Standard & Poor. If we're trying to make a case that the decline in home prices that began in June, 2022 had definitively ended in January, 2023, then April's data bolsters his argument. So again, in line with kind of what Anthony and I were saying regarding that, it certainly looks like there is a moderate recovery that's occurring. Um, look at this. The South leads the housing starts. That is not our norm, right? Well, I mean, they're always, they, they always do more construction, right? They, they have a they big sprawl. Do. They love their sprawl. Okay, yeah. well, 
this sprawl is about three x the yeah. nearest competitor, yeah. which is not normally what we well, see. Well, and, and, and what's that? The north uh, east, right there, the hundred, where yeah, your head's head. blocking it, right there. Yeah, the northeast. So nine uh, x difference, Anthony. Nine x. That's crazy. It is yeah. crazy. We don't normally see it like that. So yeah, no, it is. It's fascinating. Uh, to yeah, look at. and I think it's more of a matter of like those other ones shrinking versus you yeah. know any huge explosion in the south. You know, absolutely. So this is going to, this gets back to kind of the, the senior thesis Anthony and I have been working on for years about, you know, where the inventory is over time. And, you know, we, we said like, you know, two, three years ago, we basically, if we built 1.5 million new homes a year for 13 years straight, we would then have enough inventory for everybody. Well, look at this guys like you know we need 1.5 million we averaged we averaged you know <laughs> over 1960 1999 1.5 it was kind of good but then look at that 2008 to 2014 it cut in half right and so that deficit that we built up for the last you know few years we finally started to hit it a bit you know last year where we started to hit that 1.5 level which is again taking 13 years at that level and you'll finally be okay and we barely scratched the surface of touching that and we're maybe, you know, scratching it again, but we have such a deficit of houses that it's six, seven million homes, probably deficit that the country really needs. And so from a long-term perspective, you need to have more houses. And so it's going to be an inventory shortage for years to come. Couple that with the golden handcuffs and uh, you've got some, some serious headwinds here. So just to sum things up, uh, housing prices continue to show stronger growth than what was previously expected. Uh, this performance is a testimony to the strength of demographic-related demand. You know, the Gen X and the baby boomers getting, a, you know, historically low interest rates and, you know, millennial buyers coming out there, you know, in droves now to be buying. And, you know, then also the fact that, you know, the, there's meager supplies basically for people to buy. So, you know, from a long-term perspective, home buying is good. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to see a very low inventory market coming on. So regardless of the interest rates, it's great to get in today because over the long term, it is going to grow. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on our national market update. I'm Anthony Meisner from Land Title. You can always reach me on my cell phone at 303-968-9868 or meisner at ltgc.com. And I'm Jim Marion, realtor here at Coldwell Banker. You can call me at 303-548-0243 or also Jim at ourcoloradohomes.com. And uh, stay tuned. You know, we're going to be also releasing this month uh, state level one that's uh, just going to be a few minutes long, as well as then uh, a local one to apply to all the little market markets. So have a great day, everybody. See you next time.